love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. We make each other better. She always reminds me about what actually matters. You know, love conquers all. Wherever he is, I I want to be there, always. She just always accepted me for who I was. He makes me a better person. It was like love at first sight. Well, love is the most important thing. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. On the Canadian Love Map, we tell love stories of all kinds, including a fair number of stories about romantic love. But of course, like any adventure, the map of love includes some detours and speed bumps. The question we're exploring today puts a positive spin on breakups by asking how can we convert what looks like a dead end into a better and brighter beginning? Welcome to a new special series on the Canadian Love Map, Love Insights. In these occasional episodes, we'll be diving into the interesting topics surrounding love. We'll talk to relationship experts to better understand the complexities of these topics and also hear from the everyday people who are experiencing them, experts in a different way. This week, we talked to Trina Leckie, a relationship coach and the host of the Breakup Boost podcast. Trina makes a career out of coaching people through these challenging times by giving them the tools to heal, find confidence, and get back to dating as a better version of themselves. Can a detour actually lead to a delightful new destination? This is the Canadian Love Map. It's all about, you know, learning, building your confidence, growing and moving forward to having the kind of love that you crave, like that healthy and happy love, you know, that we all want. Hi, well, my name is Trina Leckie and I am a breakup coach. So basically what that means is I help people move on from heartbreak. I help them find the courage to leave bad relationships and bad situations. And I also help them navigate new dating adventures. And so the way I got into all this is, long story short, my background is in marketing and communications, but I always felt I have so much more to give the world. And I always was giving people advice, just people I knew or random people. It just always seemed it was just a topic of conversation. And people were always saying, you're so good at this. And I just love it. I'm so fascinated by relationships and I just love helping people. And I, I've been there, I've lived it. And if I can help people come out of heartbreak faster and not have to see so many people suffer so much longer than they have to, then it's so satisfying and rewarding. I started a podcast so that I could reach people around the world called Breakup Boost, and it's been going really well. So here we are. (laughs) Let's start at the beginning, the beginning of the end. Relationships are hard work, and it can also be hard to know when they are worth ending. Sometimes you might end a relationship too soon. Other times the fear of being alone makes you stay longer than you should. Regardless of the situation, 
It all comes down to the painful choice to bring to a close an important chapter in your life. You have to walk away when love is no longer being served at the table. To me, love is really being a partner, right? It's not a project, it's a partnership. But there's also, you know, when you're not feeling any more joy in the relationship, when you just don't really get excited to be around the person anymore, you're almost dreading the whole situation. I feel like in previous relationships, it's just been that gut feeling of like, I think that we've run our course and, you know, it's not because you're a bad person or anything else. It's just like our time in this relationship is over. Nowadays, there just seems to be a cheating epidemic out there. It just seems like people are constantly talking about either the situation they're going through or someone else that they know is going through. And so there's a huge issue with broken trust. Like that's probably my number one issue. And so, you know, as soon as trust is broken, you don't have a relationship anymore because it makes you doubt everything going forward. Every fight that comes up, you can throw that back in their face. Well, you cheated on me or, or if people are lying and all that kind of stuff. I refer to it as R and R resentment and respect. So basically when it comes to the point where you're resenting the other person or both people are resenting each other or one person doesn't respect the other person or, or both people don't respect each other, then there's just no coming back from that kind of thing. You know, people can overcome a lot of things, a lot of minor things, but that resentment and respect is just like if you deal with someone in the real world, if you lose respect for that person through like say a business deal, you don't just gain that respect back the next week, you know? And when it comes to resentment, resentment is like poison for a relationship. It's like a tumor. It's just going to sit there and sit there and stew and you can't really ignore it. So I always tell people like, you know, it's just a matter of then accepting that as fact and not just keep, you know, trying to force things or fit a square peg in a round hole type thing. People drag it on way too long. And that's why we have so many problems. You know when when it's time, um, you know you're just not compatible. And I'd say the best advice is just walk away and not look back. Usually if people are cutting it off too quick, it's just early in a dating stage. So maybe you went out on a date or, or two and someone really annoyed you or there was a red flag or you just weren't interested. So that's usually when things move on really quickly. But once you're invested in that relationship, oh, like everything changes. Your emotions are invested. People really allow fear to hold them back. They're scared they're not going to meet anyone else. They tell themselves they're going to be alone forever. If they've invested a lot of time already, they think, well, I've already invested two years or 10 years. Most will just keep going, you know, even if they're miserable. It's just when in reality, the length of time is really irrelevant because you need to be happy or else there's no point in being in this relationship. Well, any sort of type of lying, really, like whether that's cheating, whether that's just like outright lying about, you know, it just doesn't, I feel like openness is so important in a relationship. And like, if you can't trust your partner enough to tell them the truth, then like, what are you basing that relationship on? Like, where's the foundation? Just talking down to you or something like that, right? And just, just treating them like crap. Just Condescension is a big thing. Anybody that talks down to me or thinks they're better than somebody else, anybody else, immediately, no. I've been on both sides of the coin, and I think you know it's time to break up when you just have an inner knowing. Sometimes that takes a while to develop, you know, but when it becomes undeniable that this needs to happen. 
probably the number one thing that people do is they're waiting for that beginning to come back, right? Those beginning stages when everything was just bliss and gave you goosebumps and, you know, you just couldn't believe this was happening. You finally found your soulmate. So they're just waiting for that beginning stage to come back and they have to accept that it's probably not coming back. I always tell people, start by focusing on the why. Take this relationship and this person off the pedestal and focus on why is this really happening? Don't keep telling yourself the beginning was so amazing and they said one day they were going to marry me and on and on because life changes, right? No one can guarantee you anything. And that's why people should really stay away from we're going to be together forever. <laughs> you can't guarantee that, but people hold on to that. You so many people call me and they'll say, they told me they were going to be together forever, you know? So it's, um, you don't really have to look at things logically in life and not just hear what you want to hear, but you need to look at things like, okay, well, that sounds nice, but is it realistic? Probably not, right? Always remember that the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship you'll ever have. If you don't love and respect yourself, you're not going to get that love and respect from somebody else. Never ignore the red flags. This is one of the top things that I talk about with my coaching clients. They always say, yeah, I saw those red flags, but I ignored them. Because what happens is when you really like someone, suddenly those red flags, you know, you just, they get a little, maybe they're pink, but they're not red anymore. Maybe they, you know, <laughs> you ignore them and don't ignore those red flags and don't ignore red flags within yourself either. How do you feel around this person? Do they bring out the best in you? Are you always feeling insecure? Are you feeling like you need to spend a lot of money just for them to be around? There's red flags within yourself too. You really need to have those standards. Never be afraid to walk away. Don't settle. There's a saying I really like that says, don't settle for crumbs, you'll always be starving. And it's just so true. Not everyone is meant to be in our lives forever. People hang on to that, you know, way too much. And that's another reason why it keeps them stuck and just realize we're going to be together until hopefully it'll last. But if it doesn't, that's okay. That's life. You can't force a relationship. You can't force somebody to like you, right? And most importantly, you can't force someone to treat you a certain way. You never want to beg, plead, or be on your hands and knees begging this person to treat you a certain way. It's just not going to work. And again, your self-worth is just going to diminish. I always tell people you'll always be a hundred times better on your own than in the wrong relationship because the wrong relationship will always make you feel lonely and isolated. So you have to really take accountability for your self-care and your well-being and make good choices for you and just take it one day at a time. There's nothing wrong with you if you're hurting for, you know, a few weeks, a few months. It's normal, but as long as you're getting through each day and making some sort of progress and, and focusing on that why, so keep your head on straight kind of thing when it comes to this. Experiencing a breakup is often described as a pain like no other. It's a moment that feels life-shattering when you're in the thick of it. As they say, this too shall pass, but in the meantime, how are we supposed to process this life change? You have to wonder, is there a right way to break someone's heart? Are there helpful ways to cope with heartbreak? Is it possible to find positivity in pain? Heartbreak is probably the worst type of pain anyone can go through, whether it's through a relationship 
breakdown or through the loss of someone through a death, right? It's that heartbreak. It's just, oh, you can't just snap your fingers and let go of it. So from that pain, then also comes anger. Um, people can get mean and nasty. You know, suddenly this person was the love of their life last week. And this week they're calling them every name in the book. You know, it's just, it all comes from that pain. And they're often in denial. I think probably the number one thing that people say when they call me is they say, I don't know what happened. Everything was perfect. And then we start to peel back the later, the layers. And a few minutes later, it's like, there's like so many things suddenly they just get it all out. Well, this, this, I'm like, okay, so what happened to being perfect, <laughs> you know, but people don't want to be honest with themselves. Cause it's so scary to be honest because then it really makes things final and that's terrifying, you know? So people like to kind of put the rose colored glasses on and keep them there as long as they can. And I think it's really important to look at talking from a point of we, like, I think we're just not compatible anymore. Or I think, you know, we're growing apart versus you do this, you do this and coming across as though you're blaming the other person. You don't want to do that. So if you come across from a point of we, it doesn't mean the other person's going to be so happy you're breaking up with them, but at least they don't feel like a target. And then they might not also not get as defensive. And they might also not get as hurt because you are talking as though you're both responsible for the breakdown of the relationship or as though you're just not a good match. A lot of times it's just a matter of compatibility. And if you're not compatible, you can only go so far down that path. During these times, people, their ego gets hurt, they're emotional, they're angry, they're upset. So things don't usually always go as planned, but Ideally, you're going to have that talk in person. You know, the last thing you want to do is be texting somebody, especially if you've been in a long relationship. You, you, they deserve that respect to have a conversation. You just have to sit down and be honest. You know, you want to put out those positives, but you have to be honest with how you're feeling because if you're just lying your way through things, you're not doing the other person a favor anyway. Um, there's no nice way to do it, but don't leave anyone hanging don't hide, hide from it, I guess. So it's kind of like, it's it's very dependent on the situation. If you guys are just seeing each other and it's not like official or anything, texting somebody and being like, hey, sorry, I'm just like not really feeling it. Um, I think you're a really great person. Like we can hang out as friends, then it's fine. But if you're in like an actual relationship, then that deserves a face-to-face -face conversation. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought the best way to do it is like a band-aid, just be honest and direct and get it over. It doesn't need to be drawn out and long. It's already kind of a awkward and painful situation, so there's no need to like prolong it and, and drag it out into something. So yeah, I would say honest direct. Yeah, honest direct and a face-to-face -face conversation <laughs> yeah. is always ideal. Yeah. Um, and uh, in a place that's not uncomfortable, like in an uncomfortable environment, you know? Yeah. Somewhere where that person's going to have the option to leave. <laughs> An escape route. Basically, I'll tell people, you know, keep it light. Just say we grew apart. We weren't compatible. We're going in a different direction, you know, that kind of thing. But if you have one person that you really trust, like one friend or one family member, and you really, really trust them, then sure, you know, get it all out with them. But 
do your best to keep it classy. In terms of dealing with your ex though, I always tell people, if you want to move on, you have to go no contact. You have to go no contact. And that's also no social media ties, not looking at photos, not texting, calling, peeking WhatsApp. I mean, the list goes on and on. Delete that number. <laughs> Email, Instagram, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> social <Always>. media. <laughs> yeah. You got to go no contact. And also you don't want to get in a situation where it's friends with benefits, where you're still sleeping with this person because it's usually always one person is still wanting the other person back and they're just going along with friends with benefits to keep this person around. And then on the other end, the other person is kind of using this person to their advantage until someone else comes along. And it just, it's going to be a lot of hurt at the end of that and a lot of anger from that too. If it's not working, it's not working. Don't keep, again, like I said earlier, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. I would say don't ghost them because that's terrible and that hurts really bad. Um, I think just being open. If you don't feel the connection with somebody anymore, you just tell them you don't feel the connection. You don't have to do that. It's not you, it's me then. I just be like, listen, it just doesn't work anymore. And another thing I want to point out too, if you were, for example, cheated on or lied to and all that kind of stuff, and then you guys end up breaking up, the last thing that you want to then say, oh, we can be friends because you have to then redefine what is friend to you? Is a friend someone who lies to you, you know, isn't loyal, someone you can't trust? No. So again, this is not a friend, right? People just do that to soften the blow. You have to have higher standards for what you will accept in your life and you have to have higher standards in terms of who you surround yourself with right because if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people your self-worth is just going to plummet and you're going to just lose your confidence and not feel good you need to be around people who lift you up exude positive energy and together like inspire each other and be going off in a positive direction like I really believe that's just so important in everybody's life When we are in it, it's often hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it's nearly impossible to understand how this painful experience might actually be a learning opportunity. Think of it this way. The end of a relationship can be a stepping stone on the path towards loving yourself, learning about what a healthy relationship really is, and eventually welcoming love back into your life. I always tell people it has to come naturally. If you're asking if you're ready to date, you're probably not ready yet. You're just waiting for someone to tell you what to do. So you'll know when you're ready because you're going to feel it, right? So you have to go by what you're feeling. And how are you dealing with the breakup? Like, do you feel healed? Are you feeling like yourself again? Are you excited to get out there again, right? If you're excited, then you're ready. If you're dreading it or still missing your ex, still seeing your ex, still sleeping with your ex, you're not ready. Yeah. And, you know, you need to bring that positive energy to a dating situation. No one wants to go on a date with someone who's like going to go home and cry about their ex as soon as the date's over, you know? (laughs) So you got to bring what you want to get back. I know some people would like to jump right into that rebound relationship and just to get over, but you know, I don't, I I, I don't think- Yeah, look after yourself first. The easiest way to get over a breakup is to um, not want to feel your feelings and however that looks like to you, you know? But uh, the best way is not the easy way, 
and the best way to get over a breakup is to take time. Take time to get to know yourself again, spend time with other people in your life, your friends, your family, reconnect with things that you love to do. That old adage is there for a reason, right? Like time heals all wounds. It's like, it sucks sometimes because sometimes that time is, is, you don't know how long it's gonna last until you really get over it. You need to be responsible for the energy that you bring out into the world. A really nice activity is to create a vision board. And basically you have this big board and you go and get a bunch of photos of all the things you want to attract in your life. So it's a great way to get refocused and centered and excited. You have this board around and, you know, it's like sending a message off to the universe, the whole law of attraction stuff, which I totally believe in. And you have to be focused on what you want. You can't sit there and be like, well, I don't know what I want. You really need to know what you want, right? Because you're not going to get what you want if you don't know. <laughs> get out there again and go out with friends. Get involved in activities. And I think that a key part of that is go out for the fun of it versus being on the hunt. And, oh, my God, am I going to meet someone here? Oh, there's no one I'm attracted to. Oh, now the night sucks or now the day sucks. No have a good attitude. You're going out for fun. And if someone pops up unexpectedly, great, but don't get so attached to just living to find someone else again, right? Maybe go <laughs> on a trip by yourself, like go, go make yourself happy again and find what you love and what makes you happy and not what the other person forced you to like or to do. It's just finding yourself again and finding your self-confidence and your happiness. But I feel like the best way to get over a breakup is to give it time and, and give yourself some good personal space and time. After a breakup, that's when you feel the most lonely. So surround yourself with good friends, good mm -hmm. people, and you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. I always say the best people pop up unexpectedly. Healthy routine is so important. Exercise, 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 and healthy eating. And the bottom line with that is when you feel your best, you essentially look your best and vice versa. And when you feel your best, you exude confidence. That's what people are attracted to, right? Everyone's attracted to confidence. And there's nothing better than looking in the mirror and, and feeling good about yourself, right? And not just looking in the mirror, but feeling good internally. So essentially you want that internal feeling to match your outside, right? And then you're happy overall. You don't want to just look good on the outside and feel miserable inside, right? So you really have to work on, you know, everything. You have to work on your physical, emotional, mental. And when you get those to a certain level, you'll just reach an ultimate level of peace. And, and it's, a great, it's a great place to get to. <laughs> so let's all aim to get there. <laughs> I do think that the best situations pop up unexpectedly, not when you're desperately searching and feeling like you just need that person. You know, it's not like someone's just going to land on your lap not saying it like that, but when you're feeling the most confident inside and when you're independent and not needing somebody, that's when you bring, you have a better energy about you. You just do. And the people who are constantly crying about, they're never going to do this. They're never going to do that. They're never going to meet somebody. Um, the, the mentality is not there. They're not healed you're not going to attract a quality person. Like, sure, you can end up on a date with this person, but is it going to work? No, right? Especially the kind of quality person you want. You have to be 
who you want to get, right? Like attracts like. And so that's so much to do with taking responsibility for working on yourself and healing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you definitely, you have to get focused on what you desire in life, right? And that's why I say with the vision board, add that on, like what kind of activities would you be doing together? Find pictures of that, find the type of look you like. There's just something to be said about being focused. If you really want a relationship deep down, you don't want to then be saying to everyone, oh, I don't need a man or I don't, you know, I don't need a relationship. I don't need a girl or you, you know, don't lie to yourself just because you don't have belief that you're going to find it. You have to, you have to speak it into existence, what you want. You have to come from a good place or else, you know, it's kind of like the same thing where if someone started a business and then they're saying, well, this is going to fail. This is going to suck. Oh, I'm not good at this. So I'm never going to make it. You're not going to make it. (laughs) You have to be positive about it. And how, what do you want that to look like? speak that into existence, you know, give it life, get excited about it. And there's just so much to be said again about confidence and independence. And again, knowing that you don't need somebody, you're not desperate, right? People can smell desperation a mile away. We need to focus on confidence so much more. These kinds of things should be taught in school, like building your confidence, your self-worth and all that more so than a lot of the other stuff that's just useless, right? And because again, it's so much of this boils down to confidence, right? And not leaving bad situations. It's usually because you're low confidence and the more people that can be reached, the better. And it's all about perspective, about changing the way you look at things that can really change your life. The earlier people can teach younger people all of this kind of stuff, they can just be so much stronger. Like, so instead of learning it when you're 40, start learning it when you're 25, 30, you know, like, Be more aware of certain things. And most importantly, just know that no one's ever going to complete you. You have to complete yourself. And for a really good, happy, healthy relationship, you need two individually happy and healthy people. Essentially, that's when you're going to have something really solid. So that's why people need to, you need to work on yourself and you need to find someone else who also puts weight on working on themselves too. And I, I just, what I've really learned in life is you have to go with the flow of life. You can't keep forcing things. You can't keep dragging things to the mud. Go with the flow of life. If something is not working, it's not meant to work. And when we can start to let go of things earlier, we save our time in the long run. We save a lot of tears too, right? So acceptance, because when you let go of something that's not working, you don't see it at the time. But you're going to see later, oh, that's why it didn't work out. Because now I met this person who I'm so much better off with. I'm so much happier. It always works that way, right? It's like there's a saying, um, it's not rejection, it's redirection. And lastly, I would just like to say, trust the process because where you're supposed to be, you'll just, you'll end up there. You have to, you know, live daily in terms of trusting the process versus living in fear, telling yourself the worst case scenario. Again, it's all about that mentality and that mindset, having a strong mentality and that mental toughness and working on your confidence and that independence. It's just going to take you so far in life in all areas of life. So what does love mean to a relationship expert? We put that question to Trina. People need to remember that you have to put the same amount of effort in consistently 
just like when you were trying to get this person in the first place, you can't just put all this effort in, lock them down and then totally slack off and think that you're going to have a great relationship. You're not, you're then going to become totally complacent. And when you get complacent, it gets stagnant, it gets boring. So, you know, people really need to put that effort in, keep the spark alive, keep things going along. You can't have one person putting in all the effort. You can't have, you know, one person feeling like they're not being heard and they're trying to save this, this relationship on their own. It needs to be, you need to be a team. It needs to be reciprocal. The first things that come to my mind, it's funny, I just got chills because like I always talk about this, being a team and having each other's back. So many times people don't feel supported and heard or just as though someone really cares, right? Um, You can be in a relationship. Anybody can be in any kind of relationship, but it's that one that you just lay awake at night and think like, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, this is why I didn't settle. This is why I've been patient, you know, feeling genuinely happy about it and not putting on a front as though you're so happy about it. Like on social media, for example, I also feel like it's so important to have a really good loving relationship, to have that same mentality, be on the same page, be aligned. It's so much more than just, oh, they're hot and you know, he's hot, she's hot, so much more than that. Like attraction matters, of course, but having that same mentality and like I was saying earlier, how just how respect, the lack of respect can kill a relationship. You need respect. Just knowing that that's your person and they got you. It can be hard to get to that point if you've been through bad situations, but you can't just go through and, and take all that pain and anger from exes and think that all people are like that. Right? You have to start everyone with a clean slate. Thanks so much for joining us on this special episode of the Canadian Love Map. And thanks also to our wonderful guest, Trina, for sharing her knowledge and insights. for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.